on right now. It's 3 o'clock. It's 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley. You also might be at 88.1 KFCF in Fresno. And, of course, we're online and archived, so you can find it there as well. Stay tuned. It's time for Jennifer Stone and Stone's Throw, followed by Free Speech Radio News at 3.30, Hard Knock Radio. And, you know, don't miss La Rosa Chronicles. That's tonight at 7 o'clock. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up. In darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and I have this enthusiastic engineer in there. <laughs> There's a television program called Curb Your Enthusiasm. She, hey, I just can't help it. I really like KPFA. Well, you know, but you see, then you put all this responsibility on me to cheer you up. You know, it's funny how um, it's possible to sit here in this little room and forget that there are people listening and maybe they they would like to know whether or not uh, I give a damn. Yes, I spent a little time this week trying to write a, a decent eulogy for our good friend Andrea Lewis. And, of course, I failed to do so properly. Uh, I think I'll stick with the, the real poets today. Uh, tonight is our memorial. We have lost a member of our family here at KPFA. Uh, Andrea Lewis, we will... Celebrate, uh, let's see, 6 to 9 p.m. tonight, First Unitarian Church, down in Oakland, folks, 685 14th Street. That's 685 14th Street in Oakland. 6 o'clock, let's see, today, Tuesday, November 24th, the memorial for Andrea Lewis. And I'll leave this here so that the other programmers can mention it, because I know that people will call the front desk, uh... Oh, yes. I I tried this week to think of something profound. And isn't it curious, uh, <laughs> isn't it curious how difficult, um, how difficult it is? Uh, mostly I felt the unfairness to die at the age of 52. I'm old enough to be her mother. I kind of figured it was my turn, but... Uh, uh, I was watching Angels in America at four in the morning, and uh, <laughs> last night, there's a bit where they're all in heaven, and the guy who's deciding whether to live or die says, I want more life, and then I started to cry a little bit. Uh, you know, the play is about life in the 20th century being so unspeakably awful. <laughs> In comparison to what? Yes. Um, 
there's a prophet in the play. He's an AIDS victim. He's so angry. He tells the establishment up there in heaven that, you know, they should sue God, all that stuff, hollering at the archangels. Uh, I love the shots in Angels in America, the shots of uh, miles and miles of little bureaucrats in little cubby holes, angels with wings, you know, trying to sort out the paperwork. Uh, <laughs> anyway... I tried to think, what is it? Um, I think of Zorba the Greek. I remember years ago watching that movie and uh, I had just lost someone close to me and it broke me up. Uh, you remember uh, Anthony Quinn plays Zorba the Greek and Alan Bates plays this young Englishman. Different class, different style. And... Uh, uh, Zorba says to this young intellectual, he says, why do the young die? Why does anybody die? What's the use of all your damn books if they don't tell you that? What the hell do they tell you? Ellen Bates, the intellectual Englishman, says, they tell me about the agony of men who can't answer questions like that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there is a great net of souls, uh, nothing lost forever. In this world, I keep thinking that there is a kind of, what do we call that, soul plasma. It's the plasma, soul plasma of the past. All my dead dears, uh, I guess, I imagine that, you know, they're a great company and I talk to them. Uh, they support me. The ancestors are some of my favorite folks. They give me uh, stone angels to put on my desk, stones that fly. If you get a chance to see the... Uh, the television, cable television production of Angels in America. Look for the great actor Jeffrey Wright. He plays the black nurse, the healer, kind of black Madonna. He's a, a gay character. <laughs> he, he's literally and figuratively a healer. Uh, that's Tony Kirshner's play. You know, he has a bunch of short plays over at the, uh, uh, at the, uh, Playhouse here in Berkeley. Uh, the scenes in the hospital at the bedside of the dying Roy Cohen are absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you know, they rip your heart out and then you think, uh, think about the circles and the spirals of existence. Time worships language. The poet is all we have uh, of the past and the present. Uh, I hope that Al Pacino gets um, uh, some kind of special dispensation for his portrait of uh, Roy Cohen. Roy Cohen has a dialogue with um, uh, Ethel Rosenberg, the ghost of Ethel Rosenberg, there in the hospital. And I watched that scene over and over again. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I think, yes, the music of being... Uh, Anyway, let me start today 
Just let me start today with a little Walt Whitman. I hope you don't find it too conventional. Actually, Andrea was very fond of the classics. She was fond of most things artistic and beautiful. Yes, uh, this is the poem that my parents lived by, or, <laughs> you know, if they were going to weep, they would pull out Walt Whitman's When Lilacs Last in the Dooryard Bloomed. It's a huge poem. I'm just going to skip around. I'm starting at section 13. Sing on, sing on, you grey-brown bird. Sing from the swamps, the recesses. Pour your chant from the bushes. Limitless out of the dusk, out of the cedars and pines. Sing on, dearest brother, warble your reedy song. Loud human song, with voice of uttermost woe. O oh, liquid and free and tender, O oh, wild and loose to my soul, O oh, wondrous singer, you only I hear. Yet the star holds me, but will soon depart. Yet a lilac with mastering odor holds me. <sighs> now while I sit in the day and look forth, in the close of the day, with its light in the fields of spring. Then with the knowledge of death, as walking one side of me. And I knew death, its thought, and the sacred knowledge of death. Appeared the cloud, appeared the long black trail. The thought of death, close walking the other side of me, and I in the middle, as with companions and as holding the hands of my companions. I fled forth to the hiding, receiving night that talks not down to the shores of the water, the path by the swamp in the dimness to the solemn, shadowy cedars, the ghostly pines so still, and the singer so shy to the rest received me. The grey-brown bird I know received us comrades three. He sang the carol of death and a verse for him I love. From deep secluded recesses from the fragrant cedars and the ghostly pines so still came the carol of the bird. The charm of the carol wrapped me as I held if by their hands my comrades in the night. And the voice of my spirit tallied the song of the bird. Come, lovely and soothing death, undulate round the world, serenely arriving, arriving in the day, in the night, to all, to each. Sooner or later, delicate death, Praised be the fathomless universe for life and joy and for objects and knowledge curious and for love, sweet love. But praise, praise, praise for the sure enwinding arms of cool enfolding death. Dark mother 
always gliding near with soft feet. Have none chanted for thee a chant of fullest welcome? Then I chant it for thee. I glorify thee above all. I bring thee a song that when thou must indeed come, come unfalteringly. Approach, strong deliveress. When it is so, when thou hast taken them, I joyously sing the dead lost in the loving floating ocean of thee, loved in the flood of thy bliss, O death. From me to thee glad serenades. Dances for thee I propose saluting thee, adornments and feastings for thee, and the sights of the open landscape, and the high-spread sky are fitting, and life in the fields and the huge and thoughtful night, the night in silence under many a star, the ocean shore and the husky whispering wave, whose voice I know and the soul turning to thee, O vast and well-veiled death. And the body gratefully nestling close to thee. Over the treetops I float thee a song, over the rising and sinking waves, over the myriad fields and the prairies wide, over the dense-packed cities all, and the teeming wharves and ways. I float this carol with joy, with joy to thee, O death, to the tally of my soul. Loud and strong kept up the gray-brown bird with pure, delicate notes spreading, filling the night. Loud in the pines and cedars dim, clear in the freshness moist and the swamp perfume. And I with my comrades there in the night, while my sight that was bound in my eyes unclosed, as to long panoramas of visions. And I saw askant the armies, I saw as in noiseless dreams, hundreds of battle flags, borne through the smoke of the battles, pierced with missiles I saw them, carried hither and yon through the smoke, and torn and bloody, and at last but a few shreds left on the staffs, and all in silence, and the staffs all splintered and broken. And there I saw battle corpses, myriads of them, and the white skeletons of young men, I saw them. I saw the debris, and debris of all the slain soldiers of the war, but I saw they were not as was thought. They themselves were fully at rest. They suffered not. The living remained and suffered. The mother suffered, and the wife and the child and the musing comrade suffered, and the armies that remained suffered. Passing the visions, passing the night, passing 
unloosing the hold of my comrades' hands, passing the song of the hermit bird and the tallying song of my soul. Victorious song, death's outlet song, yet varying, ever-altering song. As low and wailing, yet clear the notes, rising and falling, flooding the night. Sadly sinking and fainting, as warning and warning, and yet again bursting with joy. Covering the earth and filling the spread of the heaven. As that powerful psalm in the night I heard from recesses. Passing I leave thee lilac with heart-shaped leaves. I leave thee there in the dooryard blooming, returning with spring. I cease from my song for thee, from my gaze on thee in the west. Fronting the west, communing with thee, O comrade, lustrous with silver face in the night. Yet each to keep, and all, retrievements out of the night, the song, the wondrous chant of the grey-brown bird and the tallying chant, the echo aroused in my soul with the lustrous and drooping star with the countenance full of woe, with the holders holding my hand nearing the call of the bird, comrades mine and I in the midst, and their memory ever to keep for the dead I loved so well. For the sweetest, wisest soul of all my days and lands, and this for his dear sake, lilac and star and bird, twined with the chant of my soul, there in the fragrant pines, and the cedars, dusk and dim. That's a very long one these days. It's hard to think that people have the patience to listen to the long, long poems people used to write <laughs> in the old days. This is a book of elegies that I have. It's called Inventions of Farewells, edited by a, a terrific writer, poet, Sandra M. Gilbert. Uh, it's a Norton book. And uh, it just about covers everybody. Let's see. She has some wonderful, wonderful stuff, especially by the women. She has Lucille Clifton, Rita D Dove. They're wonderful uh, poems written for uh, specific individuals like Frida Kahlo. And it's a wonderful... A wonderful um, poem about the day that Lady Day died. Let's see if I can find Lady Day died. <laughs> no, I think it's gone. Uh, actually, yes, funeral oration. <laughs> no, uh, Let's just leave that for now. I think that, uh, yes, tonight at the memorial, 
will be a chorus. Uh, our our Andrea was a singer uh, uh, at the chorus in San Francisco, and uh, uh, she uh, she she'll be. She'll be remembered by those who sang with her. Um, now, let's see. There's one here by Audre Lorde that I wanted to read. But, again, for some reason or another, I, I find it harsh. Harsh. It's such a bitter poem about such a cruel death. Uh, I can't quite, can't quite face it. I think I have to go back. To the lyric poets, <clears throat> I'm ashamed to say that my uh, my spine does not stiffen the way it used to. I find that um, I'm not able to handle my emotions. Um, my father was prone to that. Yes, he was always somewhat maudlin on such occasions. Uh, <laughs> yes, he liked that Thomas Gray's in a you know, in a churchyard thing, what was it? Uh, For him no more the blazing hearth shall burn, nor busy housewife ply her evening care. Yes, and it goes on to describe the children climbing on their father's knee. Oh, the Irish is dreadful. I think I'll go right back to someone that I'm very fond of, Algernon Charles Swinburne. Swinburne died in the madhouse. <laughs> a nice place to go, yes. He was well taken care of. Uh, and, of course, uh, his friends knew that he was mad, but that didn't stop the poetry from pouring out of him. Let's read a little bit of the Garden of Proserpine. Proserpine is one of the names of Persephone. Persephone is the daughter of Demeter or Demeter, the one who went down to Hades and uh, brought us back the spring and gave us a rebirthing. Swinburne writes, Here where the world is quiet, here where all trouble seems, dead winds and spent waves riot in doubtful dreams of dreams. I watch the green field growing for reaping folk and sowing, for harvest time and mowing, a sleepy world of streams. I am tired of tears and laughter, and men that laugh and weep, of what may come hereafter for men that sow to reap. I am weary of days and hours, blown buds of barren flowers, desires and dreams and powers and everything but sleep. Here life has death for neighbor, and far from eye or ear, Wan waves and wet winds labor, weak ships and spirits steer. They drive adrift, and whither they wot not who make thither, but no such winds blow hither, and no such things grow here. No growth of moor or coppice, no heather flower or vine, 
but bloomless buds of poppies, green grapes of proserpine. Pale beds of blowing rushes where no leaf blooms or blushes. Save this whereout she crushes for dead men deadly wine. Pale without name or number in fruitless fields of corn, they bow themselves and slumber all night till light is born. And like a soul belated, in hell and heaven unmated by cloud and mist abated, comes out of darkness morn. Though one were strong as seven, he too with death shall dwell, nor wake with wings in heaven, nor weep for pains in hell. Though one were fair as roses, his beauty clouds and closes, and well though love reposes, in the end it is not well. Pale beyond porch and portal, crowned with calm leaves, she stands, who gathers all things mortal with cold, immortal hands. Her languid lips are sweeter than love's who fears to greet her, to men that mix and meet her from many times and lands. She waits for each and other, she waits for all men born, forgets the earth, her mother, the life of fruits and corn. Spring and seed and swallow, take wing for her and follow, where summer song rings hollow and flowers are put to scorn. There go the loves that wither, the old loves with wearier wings, and all dead years draw thither, and all disastrous things. Dead dreams of days forsaken, blind buds that snows have shaken, wild leaves that winds have taken, red strays of ruined springs. We are not sure of sorrow. And joy was never sure. Today will die tomorrow. Time stoops to no man's lure, And love grown faint and fretful, With lips but half regretful sighs, And with eyes forgetful, Weeps that no loves endure. From too much love of living, From hope and fear set free, we thank with brief thanksgiving whatever gods may be that no life lives forever that dead men rise up never that even the weariest river winds somewhere safe to sea then star nor sun shall waken nor any change of light nor sound of water shaken nor any sound or sight nor wintry leaves, nor vernal, nor days, nor things diurnal, only the sleep eternal in 
an eternal night. That is um, Algernon Swinburne's Hymn to Proserpine. That's Persephone, the lady who went down to Hades and ate that terrific pomegranate. Well, now, I didn't get around to reading you all the funny epitaphs. <laughs> Next time, maybe. This has been Jennifer Stone. Uh, I'll be back on the air next Tuesday. This coming Thursday is Thanksgiving. A brief Thanksgiving, yes. Until then, go easy. And if you can't, go easy. Go as easy as you can. December 4th and 5th, progressive Latino musicians from both sides of the bay will come together to inspire social change through an eclectic mix of music ranging from Chicano hip-hop to reggae-infused flamenco. KPFA is a proud sponsor of the 28th Annual Encuentro del Canto Popular Music Festival featuring Locura, Rico Pavón y de la Fe, Bang Beta, Brown Buffalo, Blanca Sandoval y Las Bomberas de la Bahía. This lyrical rebel convergence will occur at the Brava Theater in the heart of San Francisco's Mission District. Advanced tickets are available at brownpapertickets.com, at Modern Times Bookstore in San Francisco, and at the Acción Latina office. More info at www.accionlatina.org or call 415-648-1045. This event is a fundraiser for El Teco 